Hi, it's Dr. Craig here. Welcome to episode 206 of the podcast. I hope 2022 continues to be enjoyable, inspiring, whatever you want it to be, um, or whatever, more importantly, that you make it be. That's what it is. And it's about what is in our control and outside our control is always. It mightn't be going exactly the way you envisaged it, but it's about reflecting on things on a daily basis and navigating through. I um, always go by the old Latin saying, amor fati, which means love your fate or, okay, love what is in front of you. And when you do your very, very best, whatever happens, uh, you have what you need to get through that and also to look at things and think, okay, what lesson is it here for me in what is actually happening? Now, one of the things I wanted to focus on is diet. I talk a lot about sleep. Sleep's the foundation of performance, no doubt. The other pillars of performance are your nutrition or your diet and exercise. And diet is so confusing for so many people because there's so much information out there. And I think not even the experts really get it right sometimes. And there's so much conflicting research and there's so many articles written by people that don't really have an education or understanding really of diet. So I, I really want to start with a couple of things. The most important thing is to take the self-science approach to nutrition, to, to diet. And that is what is best for you. And that's my philosophy and I wrote a book on it and about self-science across all our uh, areas of performance, but particularly with what we consume dietary-wise. Why do I say this? Is because what works for me might not work for you. We are all very individual. There's a real psychological component to eating. And there's obviously individual tastes and lifestyle factors also come into what you do with your diet. These are very important points that I think sometimes people advising us on what to eat miss and they sort of take a one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition. I know that often it's recommended that you eat a number of meals a day, you know, small meals and and eat regularly through the day. That absolutely 100% would never work for me and never has, okay? Uh, so that doesn't isn't applicable to me, but it might be applicable to you. Uh, we often hear that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and that's absolutely not true for me. I never eat breakfast, but it might be true for you and it depends what age you are and uh, what you're trying to achieve. So there's a couple of things when you're trying to work out what diet works for you is first to take the time to reflect on what are you trying to achieve with your diet. Also, the other thing that we need to remember is that if you go on a diet and you go off a diet, that's not really going to work long term. Interesting enough, people that are after weight loss, if that's their goal and they go on a diet, they'll 
lose weight, particularly if there's um, a calorie deficit. But as soon as they go back to what they were doing before, they'll put on that weight and sometimes even more. So we have to think of a nutritional regime that's going to last for us for a long period of time. And it will evolve, but what we're trying to aim for is that a lifelong approach to our nutrition. Now, most of people that listen to this podcast are a, a little bit older. Um, what I mean by that is I'm not talking to children here, but you might have children. Children's a different category, and I'm not going to get into that, but I want to speak about you as an individual and what's best uh, for you. Now, if you're an athlete, that is also different, and we could speak uh, about that. And recently, we had a podcast actually on nutrition um, uh, with Sarah from the states, and that that was a very good one. Uh, just just uh, in late two thousand twenty one. But I want to talk a little bit more specific about a couple of things. Now, if your goal is longevity, and you want to live a long life, there is no doubt that. Eating less often is vital. I'll repeat that. Eating, eating less often. Most people in the Western world eat too much. And is that you? And eat too often. So rather than getting into what foods to eat, let's start looking at how to eat and what times to eat. You might have heard of intermittent fasting or fasting in general or what can also be called time-restricted eating. So have a restricted time that you eat on a daily basis. And this gets back and it's quite counterintuitive because a lot of people have been taught that they must eat breakfast. Well, I think if you're going to go with this sort of style of eating simply by missing breakfast and having your first meal at 12 o'clock in the day, around 12 o'clock, and, and then having your last meal at 8 o'clock, so an 8-hour eating window and a 16-hour non-eating window, you are going to do wonderful things for your health. And a lot of researchers showed that. And you're giving your chance, uh, yourself a chance to live longer and you will be able to function quite positively. As always, get medical advice if you, uh, you, you really require medical advice. I'm not a doctor. Um, I, well, I am, but not a medical doctor. So this is not, uh, I'm always saying to you, get the proper advice uh, about this. But it's just uh, about you starting to think about this. Now, there is different... Uh, ways of doing time-restricted eating. And a common one is 16 hours of not eating and an eight-hour eating window. And this seems to work quite um, productive, uh, positively for, for many people because it fits into the lifestyle. It means that you, you skip breakfast, um, you have, have lunch, and then you're able to have dinner with the family, and that, that seems to work quite well. And not only will people get great health benefits out of that, but it's also shown to be very good for weight management. Some people then try and decrease the uh, eating window to about four hours. So it's a 20-hour fast and a four-hour eating window. And this, you will get the very good health benefits, such as reduced blood pressure, um, better uh, insulin um, sensitivity, etc. But 
what that has shown is it's not as great for weight loss simply because it seems to be that people uh, overeat during this time. Because anything where there is a calorie deficit, you reduce calories. It doesn't matter what diet it is, you will lose weight for a time. But it's about being able to maintain that nutritional regime. And what I've found with most people, uh, most uh, adults, middle-aged adults, having this uh, 16 hour non-eating and eight hour eating window, it tends to work very, very well. It's a great place to start if you haven't done this before. Just miss breakfast and uh, have your first meal at lunch. It will be hard at the start, but everything that's, uh, nothing that's easy uh, will often uh, result in great outcomes. So it's going to be a little bit of difficulty and great for you to have discipline. If you can't do that, one thing that I will say is just try to go the first hour after awakening without eating. And on the back end of that, try to stop eating two to three hours pre-sleep because that gets into my other favorite thing that will really enhance your sleep. See, often we eat too close to sleep and it will disrupt your whole sleeping pattern. Now, and then there is another, we can even go to the further extreme, to the one meal a day. People that eat one one meal a day, and what that looks like is that they might choose a very small eating window. They might have one meal a day at four o'clock, five o'clock in the evening, and they have a quite a substantial meal, and that works for many people that I know, um, and it has outstanding health benefits. That is actually what I follow, and I'm just showing, well, telling you what I follow and the one meal a day, and it's evolved into that. I first started with the 16-hour um, non-eating, or, or the eight-hour eating window, uh, went to the four-hour eating window, and I find now that it just works much better for me if I eat once a day for overall health and, and everything, that, uh, and, and I can function very well on that. I can exercise fine in the morning, um, I've learned to exercise in a, in a fasted state. I'm very focused in respect to work. Uh, I, I just simply put, I don't need to have that, that time taken away uh, to, to, uh, to eat. And I still get to eat with my family in the, in the late afternoon, uh, early evening. And it's definitely three to four, up to five hours before I go to sleep. So I'm getting great benefits out of that. But if you haven't um, done any time-restricted eating before, I would not suggest starting the one meal a day. I would go with the 16 and the eight-hour eating window. Then we get into the whole thing, okay, well, what to eat? Now, and that again gets back to to your goals. Um, And look, it's, it's really up to you on what foods that you desire. Me, I have a plant-based diet, but that's me. I've never eaten meat in my entire life, meat, chicken, or fish, or any of that. And it's just, that's absolutely because that's not what I, <coughs> what I like to eat even as a kid. All right, so there is no doubt that there's great advantages of having um, a high um, consumption of uh, plants in your daily food intake. I'm not suggesting that you have to give up meat or anything like that but what we tend to do in the western society is to probably eat too much uh, definitely red meat but please enjoy it 
and eat it uh, eat it regularly if you do enjoy it. Uh, fish is very important too, um, and it's a, a very good food uh, for people. So I don't want to restrict that. All I want to say is that try and eat uh, more plants, vegetables, fruits, etc. But be easy on the fruits as well, because what we know of fruits is that they are very high in sugar. So we don't want a diet high in sugar. So there's certain fruits that are very, very high in uh, sugar, Um, the majority of them actually, and some that you would think bananas, uh, mango, uh, all the melons are very high in sugar, grapes, and they impact um, your glucose levels, which has been shown to be problematic. Uh, The berries, strawberries, blackberries, blueberries are far better for that. Um, However, again, it gets back to moderation. All right, so moderation and what you enjoy and what you can what you can do. I'm not going to say you've got to cut out all these foods or put in all these foods. I just want you to be mindful of some of this because there's so much misinformation out there. Now, if time restricted isn't right for you and it doesn't work for you and it might you might be disciplined enough to have these small meals on a regular basis but don't think that's the absolute right way to go and and I hear a lot of experts saying that I and I think the research is very strong that that is not the only way to eat why I don't eat like that is because those small meals I like to eat so I would prefer to have one big meal than to have five small meals because I'm not going to be able to have a small portion because I know myself. So I know um, psychologically how I work. And that's important for you. It is really important for you. The other thing is, if you, if you don't measure things and you don't monitor things, how do you know if it works? So I would suggest that you have some variables in place. Uh, if you haven't recently gone and had a blood test and, and had the parameters uh, checked, simple things like your, you know, your cholesterol, your iron levels and all those sort of things and all those health, health checks, I would go and get that done and uh, keep that, that data if you're going to try something new. Um, obviously weight is something to monitor uh, how your clothes feel if weight loss is important for you and let's face it there's a lot of you out there that it would be important probably 70% of the uh, western population is overweight and it's simply because we consume too much food we eat too often and we consume the wrong foods like foods that are very high in carbohydrates see that's another thing I since since I noticed I was 40, I found it was impossible for me to eat carbohydrate, high level of carbohydrate, without feeling uh, sleepy and and it just didn't work for me anymore. So I, I don't eat pasta, bread or rice or any of that sort of stuff um, and I find that works for me. I'm not advocating that for everyone. You've got to try what works for you and then go out and do it. But, you know, obviously processed foods, high level of takeaway foods, fast foods are not good for us. The more we can focus on a plant-based uh, diet um, and fresh food, we're going to be better. But no doubt, just to end this, I want to say if longevity is important to you, living a long, healthy, well life, eating less often is vital. 
eating less often. It's, it's vital. And there's some great information uh, about this. Um, and there's, there's a whole lot of good podcasts that I'll note in the show notes this week that you can listen to um, that will really expand on this topic a little bit more. But yeah, I am a fan of time-restricted eating, especially if you're around my age. Um, and it, it has worked for me. I've been doing it for over 15 years now. Um, I've eaten very low carbohydrate for over five years now and I've never felt better. So I, I feel better at 50, 54 than I did it when I was 30 and I thought I could eat anything. So look, it's up to you. What I will say though is make a conscious effort to have really good nutrition. We only get one life. You want to live long and well and what you put in your mouth is so important and it's a real pillar, you know, we have sleep, exercise and nutrition as our pillars of performance and eating is so, so important. Anyway, I'd love to hear any feedback, any questions that you have as usual, please just send them in and, and I'll try to answer them. If you need any help with the nutrition, I can direct you in the right way or we can have a, have a chat about it. But as always, go and make the world a better place and you'll make your world a better place if you start to really get your diet on track.